few years ago, you probably would have found me at the bar all night long ripping shots with my friends. And then I would go home and probably cry until 3 a.m. Today, I practice yoga and I meditate every morning. And this change has really saved my life. Every word I share on this show comes from those days and those nights where I couldn't see five minutes in front of me. Everything was about how much I could do, how much I could accumulate, how good I could look. The Bright Side of the Moon is a show made to help you accept the dark with the light, the intense with the relatively easy, all while still feeling connected to your soul and living from this place. You no longer need to fear the dark because without it, you'll never be able to fully experience the light that lies within. I'm living proof of this. This show is a place for me to share about the things I've learned and the coping skills that have saved my life. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll definitely swear. <laughs> but most of all, we'll connect with the light within. I'm Paige Pitchlar, and this is The Bright Side of the Moon. Hello, hello, everybody. Paige here. So happy to jump on because last week was the Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl halftime show, obviously, with J-Lo and Shakira. And I literally didn't even think this was an issue. I thought it was just a great performance, and I was super excited about it. And I found out that people were actually having issues with it. Maybe not the vocal majority, but at least a few people. And it just kind of got me thinking about the paradigm shift that we're undergoing right now around the feminine, what that means to different people, and being okay with it. And even in my own journey, just how lost I used to be, it just really rang true kind of seeing this progression. And I'm pretty open about my struggles with food and my eating disorder that I struggled with in the past. And this seemed like a really good indication of how far I've come and how far we've come as a society, knowing that a lot of people really liked it. And like I said, I didn't even understand that people had an issue with it. I love Shakira. I love J-Lo. It reminds me of high school, grade school, like shaking my ass, like doing all the fun things that you get to do during those time periods. And I just kind of was thinking back to when the Beyonce Super Bowl happened and I was probably like in the 2% of the world that was like, eh, like, you know, I didn't really understand why at the time, but So she was in her element, like sexy, in her body, dancing, and it was super fun. But at that time, I was not there. (laughs) I was deeply, deeply suffering from body dysmorphia and bulimia. And I was suffering, like really, really struggling to see myself as worth anything. So for me to see someone value themselves in that way and be powerful in that stature, in the dance, in whatever, in their body, in the moment, I didn't resonate with it. It wasn't where I was at. And I've talked a lot about, you know, being a hater and and people who kind of project. And I was for sure projecting at that point. I didn't have the self-respect and the self-love within me to appreciate that within Beyonce or whoever was performing. And Now that I'm seeing this backlash over J-Lo and Shakira, I just, I see it so much more clearly. It's amazing to me. And I've done so much work, so much healing on my body and being present and just being okay with who I am. And not only being okay with it, but being really happy about it. And just the journey that I've been on, and I think a lot of people have been on in finding solace within the feminine and being okay with allowing it to rise and being in your body. 
So watching JLo and Shakira, I had a blast. Like I was so excited for them and how fluid and open they are with their hips. Like a lot of Americans, a lot of people in general have shame around those chakras, around the sexual centers, the sacral chakra, the root chakra, the solar plex. All of these are your stomach muscles. So when we look at women who can move in that way, they don't have shame around it. You know, you can move like one ass cheek, like in a crazy direction that I can't even move both of them at the same time. Like it's just very different because they don't hold those shackles of shame. And so hearing this backlash and hearing people kind of be like, oh no, like this isn't what I want. Like my daughter, blah, blah, blah to do. It's just, we're shaming it. We're putting shame on it. That's why we can't move our hips. That's why we have really painful periods. That's why we have low back pain. It's because we're storing all this sexual shame and not allowing it to rise. And if you don't want to shake your ass like that, you don't have to. That is not the point at all. If that doesn't make you feel comfortable, then don't. But when you don't allow yourself your full expression, you're going to have trouble with people who fully express themselves. And I think that that was a really clear indicator of the response to the performance. The people who have issues with their own expression and letting themselves be who they are and not feel ashamed of that, not feel tied to some arbitrary moral standard, they have a hard time watching people not care about it. (laughs) And it just really rang true for me because I can experience it in my own life. Like, again, watching Beyonce, I was like, whatever. Like, I think it's too much, whatever. But And I look at Shakira and JLo now, and it's such a celebration of dance and moving your body and being in the moment and happy with this feminine, creative side of yourself that I've spent so much time working on, like seriously. And I know how hard it is to break down those barriers around shame, guilt, sexual trauma. It sucks. It is a nightmare. And to see people celebrating in the moment what their bodies can do and not have this on them, it felt liberating just to watch, just to watch. And uh, I wish I could explain the depth of how happy I was for them. And I wasn't jealous of their body. I wasn't jealous of the way that they looked. They looked amazing, but I was happy for them because I'm happy for myself. And this doesn't mean I'm any thinner or whatever than before. I'm just happy with who I am. And this took a long time. And part of that which helped me even in the past few months with anxiety, depression, just a lot of really difficult things was dancing. And anyone who knows me knows that I am probably the worst dancer ever. I mean, I've gotten better since I've been like practicing in my kitchen, but like I'm really bad. (laughs) But moving and just intuitively flowing with things, which is so different from the lives that we usually hold, which is what is it? Like this thing to the next thing to the next thing. Boom, boom, boom. We're just doing, going, going, marching. Fuck that. Like you can't do that all the time. Fuck that. Dancing gives you an opportunity to shake that off flow. There's no rhyme or reason to dance. I mean, unless you're doing choreography, but it's still a natural intuitive movement rather than a strict sequence or a strict kind of flow which even yoga can be kind of masculine in that way. So dance, when you're just hearing the music and moving your body however it feels, however it wants to go and not judging yourself, is so deeply healing. Even talking about it right now, I'm feeling how much it has healed me. It has healed me. It has healed my sacral chakra wounds, which are still kind of opening up and I'm moving through them, but it has helped so much. And I see these women celebrating this and I think, how could we ever shame this? Like, uh, and I thought about it, you know, I wanted to take 
all sides of the argument into consideration. And I understand that some people have children. I totally get that. And I was thinking, would I be happy or okay if my kids were watching? And I'm not a mother yet, but I have a pretty good maternal instinct. And I didn't really see a problem with it. Some people had an issue with the poll and I saw that's really hard to do and takes a lot of work. Like, hell yeah, (laughs) you know, good for her. And I didn't see it as the overly sexualized, like, thing that people are maybe trying to make it out to be. And I just really was thinking about it. And I don't think I would have a problem with my kids watching it. Yeah, maybe some points when they're like, actually, no, like, no, I don't have a problem with it because I don't want my daughter to think that she has to be a certain way, fit a certain mold in order to be respected. And I heard this argument that don't be mad when everybody objectifies you and you objectify yourself. Like how the fuck is dancing and being in your body and putting on a good show that everybody is enjoying, dancing, laughing in the moment, which we are never in the moment. We're on our phones. We're thinking about before. We're panicking about paying the bills. We are never in the moment. And being in this beautiful celebration of what the body can do brings all of us together. All of us, our eyes were glued. We were all in it together. And to kind of take away from that by saying like, oh, you're going to get objectified. Like, don't be mad when people treat you this way is so fucked up. And oh, it just drives me nuts. And I know that we're getting away from this. Like this is less and less prevalent. But even within me, like a few years ago, I had kind of this old paradigm thought process like, oh, they're going to not respect me because blah, blah, blah. But I felt really good wearing certain kinds of clothes. And I mean, that's changed since then, but it bothers me that because you dance and because you wear outfits that make you feel good, that you think people aren't going to respect you. That's just mind numbing to me because you dance and you're in your body and you look good while doing it. It's just so frustrating, so frustrating because we all have this block around sexuality and around expressing ourselves and dancing and being feminine. Dancing is a feminine thing. And again, not gendered in any way. We have our masculine and feminine energies. Masculine is doing, pushing, like creating space for the feminine to create. And the feminine is where we create, is where this comes from. Is your intuition is flowing, is allowing and watching this celebration of the sacred feminine. And you can call it sexualized. You can call it whatever you want. It really is just being an embodiment of that attractive feminine energy, which is in every single person. And the people who have issues with it are the ones who don't let it come through for themselves. And this comes for men, women, whoever. It is within all of us. And I just, oh, I was listening to these arguments and I just kept getting so upset because it made me so happy to see this, to see it and to be dancing and having fun with these songs that I grew up with. And they remind me of times where, you know, I could let things go and just be happy with the music. And it just says a lot for women and where we're going and being okay with the feminine side of ourselves. I think a lot of people try to, or a lot of women might try to be in their masculine when they're going about their career, their relationships, whatever, which is fine, but we need to balance it with the feminine. We need to balance it with these practices like dancing, like coloring, drawing, singing, whatever. We have to balance them. And so when you have someone projecting these issues, these ideas of shame, it comes from within them. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You cannot give what you don't have inside of you. So if you have self-contempt 
body image issues, self-worth issues. You're going to put that onto everybody else. And that's okay. It's your journey. But maybe just starting to step back and see where you might be projecting. And once you can celebrate others, you know that you're on the right path and you can celebrate yourself too. We are all one. We are all made of the same energy. So when we see something that we like or dislike, it is resonating within us somewhere. That might be a good thing. That might be a bad thing. But it's up to us to kind of decipher what that means, how we can move forward and use it to align with who we really are, which is this infinite, limitless person, possibility, soul, whatever. You can expand into it. And a really good way to do that is through the feminine. It's for doing things just to do them because they bring you joy and they make you happy. Dancing makes me really happy. I don't care if I look like a jackass. Like I close all the curtains anyways. (laughs) But it was such a celebration of what the body can do and the hips, the feminine, the sacral chakra, the fluidity, the goddess, whatever you want to call it. It was a celebration. And so when you hear people coming out against it, don't meet it with more venom because that only creates more hatred. And so when I heard this argument, it didn't come out swinging. Like, yes, I was irritated, (laughs) but I'm a big believer that you can extend love because if you come at it with things like you're stupid, you're a misogynist, you don't get it, it only makes the problem worse. And it also strengthens them in their resolve. I mean, if somebody calls you stupid and a misogynist, are you likely to change your opinion while they berate you? Probably not. So I wanted to equate it in this way, in this experience. Because the feminine and opening up and allowing saved my life. I know I say a lot of things did, but it did. It really, really did. And it allowed me to come back to my body and not see it as an adversary. Like I don't have to feel bad about it all the time. I don't have to feel bad about it ever, actually. And seeing women so in touch with that same message and embodying that, we need more of it. We don't need less of it. Body image stuff is so hard. It really is. And I get it. And if you were one of the people who had an issue with it, thought it was this, thought it was that, thought they were showing off, that's okay. Hold space for that part of yourself that doesn't feel seen, heard, validated, special, whatever it is. Hold space for that. Maybe journal about it. Feel into it. Send it love. Because I was there. Like I said, I didn't even like Beyonce's performance. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, I've been there. And seeing this progression, I mean, that was... Let's see, I was 19, so that was six years ago. And six years have done wonders, really wonders for me because I've opened up to the feminine. I've started dancing, doing other feminine traits, stop being so hard on myself. And in stopping being so hard on myself, I'm less hard on others. I'm less likely to shame others because I don't shame myself. I refuse to shame others because I refuse to shame myself. And I don't want to be a proponent that brings that into the world, into this new paradigm. And to me, it just really signifies the shift that we're undergoing. 2020 is going to be a big year. It already is a big year. It's the year of the four. We are officially coming into the age of Aquarius over these next few years, the transition. This hasn't happened in 2,000 years. And if you don't know about this, the age of Aquarius is where you're no longer just blindly following a guru. The guru is within you. And your greatest teacher is within you and trusting yourself and this energy. And maybe you've already noticed this coming through in 2020. Last year, 2019, we were kind of clearing out some of the old paradigms, the things holding us back from expressing this. So maybe 2020, you've already experienced this in your own life and coming into that in your body. 
I know I have. Holy hell. It's been really intense. (laughs) And watching this performance was like, damn, we really are changing. We are changing. We are allowing all this to come up. I love it. We can dance and celebrate and be happy for each other. And if you're going through struggles around this, just know that it's coming up for a reason and it's coming up for you to heal it. It's not coming up for you to judge yourself. It's coming up for you to see where you can send more love to yourself and therefore send more love to other people. So just trying to stay grounded through this transition, dancing really helps with that. I know I keep talking about it because I love it so much. I put on Shakira songs all the time. I dance to old like country music and Shania Twain, random stuff. And I can't tell you how much it has helped and healed me. I literally could get emotional right now talking about it. And to hear people who haven't found this part of themselves and made peace with it, kind of shoot holes in it, really makes me want to say these things because more people need to know that your power doesn't lie in forcing. Your power doesn't lie in shaming yourself into doing something differently. Your power lies in your ability to attract and to allow and to surrender to something greater than you could ever possibly imagine and to trust that that sense of love and beauty from within will always take you where you need to go. And you don't need to worry about all the little petty things Because you know the truth. You know the overarching truth. The big forest through the trees almost. What is it? It's love. Like we're all going to be okay. And the more that you can show up with this sense of love for yourself and for others, which may be easier said than done at this point, but no, it will come in time. The more you can show up with this sense of love, the more that it will reflect back to you in your own life. And the more that we can really make a change. So don't meet this animosity with more animosity if you do hear about it. You know, send them love compassion, know that they are still struggling in some way, shape, or form. Because I'm telling you, you know, if you would have told 19-year-old me that I was a bad person or whatever for not liking the Beyonce performance, I probably would have felt worse about myself and it would have taken me more time to heal. So think of it that way. Have compassion for that person. Have compassion for the person within you that struggles with anything like that, sexual trauma, sex in any way. I know it's really, really hard. And You know, another thing for healing that type of wound is water. So if you can get to the ocean or take a bath, an Epsom salt bath, awesome. Super feminine, super clearing, super grounding. And these are just really good ways to come back to that and to move through whatever resistance arises. Shakira and J-Lo, who knew that they would be (laughs) such revolutionaries for me and kind of show, highlight the journey. (sighs) But thank you so much for listening. I hope that this really helped. And I hope that you dance this week, like even in your car, if you don't want to, just shake your body in some way that has no rhyme or reason. Just do things that make you feel good for no reason. Garden, write, run, I don't care. Do something with no goal in mind. Just do it because it feels good. That's what we can embody. That's what we can carry forward. And that's what we can bring more of into our lives. What a better way to feel than stuck and crowded and pushing and all the time. What a better way to feel. So next time you start to feel this kind of rigid push or old paradigm kind of hanging on, think about that performance. Think about shaking your hips. Thinking about being that in your body and in the present moment. I promise it won't lead you astray. (laughs) All right, you guys have an awesome week. Sending love. 